1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diegos here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a nice Wednesday evening. Hey, and thanks to Brett Phillips on another great show. You can catch evenings with uh, Brett Phillips tomorrow night as well. And uh, in the house tonight, we've got uh, Vinny Venezuela. G'day. Merry G'day, Christmas. G'day, Rodrigo. Hello. Hi, everyone. Yes, and uh, Warren, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. It, it's double pay tonight, yeah. It's two hours, so... Yeah. It's no, time and, and a half, isn't it? It's holidays. Yeah, you, you're also <laughs> going to claim that a little bit you did with Brett too, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, because it's that's overtime. Right. I only, I'm only in here for one reason. <laughs> yeah, you're mercenary. <laughs> yes. You won't so, be getting a job at Hungry Jack's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Yes, it's, a, it's the time for giving, and uh, Carlos has uh, come bearing gifts tonight. Yes, G'day I have. Carlos, welcome to the yes, show. Yes, uh, <laughs> we're awash with gifts in the, st- in the, um, in the studio tonight. And we'll take a photo. We've had a couple of photos already. Yeah, the, the, the Christmas cheer and yep. Christmas we had a, spirit. We had the you know the Diego's uh, Christmas party yesterday. I left early. <laughs> you did. Yeah, right. after after four cokes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't realise that. Better safe uh, than sorry, Carlos. He will be leaving this earth early with the amount of coke that uh, Warren drinks. Yep. And uh, of course, if you are from Coca Cola and you feel that uh, you would like to get on the, the Warren bandwagon, yeah, we are available. Yeah, it's he is available. I say, guys, we've had twenty three Christmas parties together. Yes. And yesterday was uh, I don't know, it was probably more uh, more of the sharing of the brotherhood of twenty three years of radio. Yeah, and, uh, it was a trip down memory lane. There was very much of the mm. the old uh, reminiscing. So and you know, twenty three. Mm. That means next year's our twenty fourth year. That's what usually comes after twenty three. No, no. But <laughs> when do we start? The production meetings for how we're going to do our 25th celebrations. Uh, let's throw that open to our listeners. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've got enough hot topics tonight, yeah, Carlos. Because right. we'll, uh, I think it's important. We need to celebrate that. Yep. Yes, we're on for a couple of hours tonight, so looking forward to this. So we've got a, an hour. It's all about you tonight. Uh, 9429-1116. Make sure you give us a call. Vinny Venezuela, what is the hotline tonight? The hotline is the gift of giving hotline, uh, Rodrigo, because uh, let's face it, we love this game. This game mm. gives so much to each and every one of us that uh, we thought that uh, we want to hear from you out there who also loves this game and to, to tell us what, what what in particular, what are the moments that the game has given you? Yeah, oh, and you've year. already received a couple off the Twitter, haven't we? Uh, we have. We Vinny? have. The, the technology is going a bit slow at the moment. Oh, okay, but, uh, you're, you're our Twitter man. <laughs> and uh, let's see. At uh, uh, Four Diego's, uh, of course, is the uh, Diego's handle, so make sure you yes, join us Yes, and Merry there. Christmas to you too, George Zanikian. He's uh, sent one Bonatale, <laughs> Phillips and Navidad. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. And Merry Christmas, boys. Thank you very much, Georgie. Yes. Uh, Randy sent this one. Uh, as far as the gift of giving hotline yep. is 9429 uh, This wasn't a hotline. This was a tweet that came through. FIFA Ethics Committee gave <laughs> us uh, the the greatest gift of all. Uh, the Asian Cup and victory dominance this year were pretty good also. Mm. On you, Randy. Excellent. And let's not forget that the FIFA Ethics Committee also received quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, a long yes. time. They had a very good year. It loves yep. this game. <laughs> very good year or 20. Yep. Hey, we've got a big show, as I said, 9429-1116. Today's show, tonight's show, is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. If you have a corporate video or an educational video that you uh, need done if you're a business, um, you know, please make sure you go to makingmedia.com.au. Let Making Media help you make media. Fantastic. And the hot topic tonight, Rodrigo? Is... Yeah. What is it, Carlos? Um, yeah. I was just about to throw to you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I think, still think I'm the host. Yes, uh, well, the... all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the hot topic... Of course, in the Christmas spirit that we're talking about, um, 
Who would you kiss in world football under the mistletoe tomorrow? Yes. Is it tomorrow? Well, at, that's, that's, at this time of the year. This time of the Who year. Who would you kiss under the mistletoe yeah. from football? And don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about man versus man kiss or <laughs> women, woman versus woman kiss or, yeah. you know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't in matter what football, sort of permutation and combination. Yes. Who would you kiss in world football under, under the, mis- the mistletoe? Is it go. okay to just say the Matildas or is that <laughs> crossing the line? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Whatever turns you on, Vinny Venezuela. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We've got a big show, and uh, we'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Warren's rant is coming in the next hour. Vinny Venezuela's G. I love this game. We're awash with uh, segments, to, but uh, right now at uh, eleven past ten. At 11 past 10, it's time for uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez's <laughs> Q&A. Third person stuff There you again, go. That's Rodrigo. all right. No, you, I'm living with it now. You know, I've just uh, looked in Embracing the mirror, it. In the mirror and said it a few that. times, and uh, I was dancing as I, I said know. it. So it is time for the Q&A, boys. And uh, the Melbourne Derby. Now, of course, um, for, for the record, just in case you don't know, Melbourne City defeated uh, Melbourne Victory 2-1 uh, yes. at uh, Amy Park, Warren. Very how, good. First, we know how happy you are, but, mm. but just generally... How good was this derby? Mm. Well, it was the best game of A-League football in the history of the competition. <laughs> <laughs> the derby just okay. says uh, one thing to me, that Melbourne just pr- can produce the best football in the whole country when it wants to. It was the best game Jeez. I've seen of A-League. I- I'm trying, was I was actually trying to, to think. I'm sure there's been other really good games. There has but been. Memorably, because it encapsulated everything that is Melbourne City. Like the ability to score with gay abandon, but then defend with the sieve defence, you know. They clocked off. They, they, they conceded one goal in the first they half. They could have conceded they were seven. Being run over in the second half. And Found a way. All the oldies, all the oldies in nursing homes right now, stand up and rejoice if you can, or get some help <laughs> to stand up and rejoice. Thomas Sorensen was yeah, a man yeah. possessed. Yep. So everyone, everyone out there who reckon they're a bit old, maybe they don't want to go for a run anymore because I'm just a bit past it, get up, start exercising. Thomas Sorensen was a man possessed. Game of his life. Don't upset me, Carlos, but uh, <laughs> it was handball. When, when a goalkeeper uses his arm outside the box, is that not handball? It was in the natural position. Well, in the is. natural <laughs> position. It's this natural, yeah, unnatural. On the chaise lounge. His, his arm was connected to yeah. the collarbone, the shoulder. Oh, Jeez. And, uh, yeah, so it was in the natural position. Anyway, but seriously, it was a fantastic game, and, and there was so much in this. Um, you know, what, what does it mean? Because, of course, now Melbourne Victory have lost four on the hop, and Melbourne City have won four in a row. So um, what does this mean? What does it mean for Victory first? I mean, I, I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask because... You know the think, answer? Yeah, are Victory in crisis? Well, what do you reckon? Well, I don't think they are. They're, it means nothing. <laughs> But, but, it means but no, nothing. This, They're but, clearly but, still the best so, team in the country. So if they lose can, next can week... Can Rodrigo answer his own Q&A? Oh, see you later. Of course I can. Well, do we take that as a I'd comment? like to see you sit on the fence of your own Q&A, if you can. Well, I can. Well, well victory, won, victory have lost four. City have yeah. won four. Yeah. You know, I think that's fantastic for the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't think they're in crisis. I don't think City yeah. are going to win the you know, Premiership. Mm. But um, what do you think, Warren? How, how, how did you see victory? means nothing. I think victory... and. Look, I think Kevin Muscat has handled this period really, really well. I think so. You like Kevin now? Yeah, no, I actually got to give credit where it's due. Because you've got a deep bitterness Look, about Kevin. Yeah, I have, and yet and you won't give me a bottle of wine for the I, last derby victory that uh, <laughs> yeah. we actually won. Look, 
you know when you know sometimes you can take what a what a manager says with a grain of salt. Oh, we're playing really well. We're just a bit unlucky, and we would we created lots of chances. I think barring the first half against Wellington, where on that pitch they were not up to the they weren't in the game, and Wellington made the most of it. I actually think what he says is a hundred percent true. I really like the way Victory responded. They really responded very well against Melbourne, Melbourne City. So I think there's no problems in saying that. They have three teams that they play in the next three games that are all non-competitive as far as the final situation is concerned. They play Perth at home on the 27th. They've got Central Coast there, and they've got another team that I think it's Adelaide maybe um, in the next three oh, games. They've Newcastle, just got actually. Newcastle, mm. that's it. They've just got to win those games. If they win their, those games, I'll be convinced they're okay, but I don't think it means anything at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I think uh, the victory responded... They, they were a bit unlucky. The soccer guys just didn't want that. That the, the one that Kalfala bent in and hit the post. Uh, Archie was a bit unlucky to not to get onto a couple of the opportunities. That, that was he just had. a man who hasn't been playing for a yep. while because that's just bread and butter for Archie. Like one meter, yep. you know, from the a couple of feet from the goal Any line. Any other and he day, missed, yeah. Any missed, other I day. mean, just shows the antenna still there for him to be in that position and unmarked. Yep. Ball falls to him. That's just bread and butter for that guy. And you could see him kicking himself afterwards because yep. that's something he put away every day. Marisha missed a couple of a couple that he wouldn't normally miss. Yep. Finkler could have gotten onto one. Really, if if things had gone our way, we should have uh, won eight two. But you, it, Warren, are you proud of City? I'm proud because it's the first time in my time of supporting them where they've showed grit, Carlos. Grit, determination, effort, hardness, and it came from Sorensen. Anyone who who doubted from, why they it only came from Sorensen, mate. <laughs> what a visa spot for a goalkeeper who's thirty nine years of age. It's I still not overseas. justified, but just because you played a good game oh, doesn't okay. mean it's justified. But you're not just the best play you had on the weekend, yes. right? The best play you had was your goalkeeper. That's not going to win you a premiership. I don't know whether you love me or hate me, Carlos. You're saying they're good on one hand. And... No, I'm, so, I'm yeah. saying he played the get best. But I still don't believe they should have uh, used no. their... Um, their. I, I still don't believe they should have, uh, you know... Obviously, it's a, it's quite a significant investment in getting Tom, Thomas Sorensen to the club. Um I don't believe that money should have been spent for a keeper. I think Tande Valapi should have been allowed to flourish. What about um, what about Carl Valeri and Melbourne victory? I mean, I, I don't know if it's absolute coincidence that they've lost these games since he's gone down with that illness, which has been diagnosed now, and we hope that he's able to come back. But how important has his missing been to them just not being able to find a way? Because he doesn't put the ball in the back of the net and they've had lots of chances, but they have lost four games since he's been out. So it's an interesting one for me as to how important he actually is. Well, he's, he's really important to protect that back four and he does it as well as anyone mm. does. And uh, and I think that uh, in that, I mean, given that they considered two goals, two of the kids scored. Uh, Garuccio created the first one, who's, by the way, very impressive at the yeah, moment. Mork young and Garuccio. Retre played mm. really well. Yeah, and, uh, and Retre and Mork, the two young guys. I mean, it's, it's really good to see the two young guys scoring rather than uh, the, you know, the regulars like Fornarelli and Moy and these sort of guys. So that builds more confidence in those guys. So, um, and I, I would think that Carl Valeri would have made a difference shielding that back four, but really they had enough chances uh, in that second half to really, uh, you know, his, his absence was really redundant by the fact that they created so many chances. That, he wasn't the reason why they didn't get anything out of that game. And the, the goals end. that they copped, mm. the one on the wing and um, 
uh, who was it? Uh, Garuccio. Garuccio did, yeah. He did very well, Garuccio, by the way. And mm. uh, and and the cross he put in was very sweet and very accurate. But uh, you know, w- whether Valeri was there or not would have made a difference. Mm. It, it was a fantastic game. What about uh, what does it do for City, uh, Warren? Let's start with you. Uh, well, I, th- I think it gives them a lot of confidence. There's no doubt. They've got the opposite draw to Melbourne victory. They go away to Brisbane. They've got Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers. Now the Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers games, I think, are both in Melbourne, but they're going to go to Brisbane this week. So. Notionally, up until the and, week... And play anti-football? Well, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what type of football they play. But Of course, that's what John Aloisi described yep. as their football And they are time. still playing really well, Brisbane, and finding a way. Look, um, it's the first team, victory with the first team sitting in the top half of the table that Melbourne City had actually yep. beaten. So I think the jury's still out. Their good is really good. Going forward in particular, they're really good. Defensively, I think... Aaron Hughes is important, I think, coming back from injury. Although Clisby's played really well. How do you know? Well, I think he will be. And <laughs> I know the much maligned, much maligned um, Robert Corrin, who I thought had a, made a real difference in coming on late in that game. be interesting to see if he I, I, starts. I don't think he made that much of a difference. I think he did. I think uh, Moy and Fornarelli are the ones who were the outlets and a couple of the other guys. But look, at least he's on the park and he's running around. He hasn't walked off uh, with a calf injury or anything like that. No. Because he owes. He, he owes does owe big, big time. time. Uh, but I suppose at the same time, his absence has allowed someone like Mork to flourish. Yep, and, and Retro. And Retro and these sort of guys. Yep. Um, I, if I could say, the the thing that City, two things that City got out of that game, firstly, the three points were very, very important to keep the momentum going. Uh, sorry, three things. The fact that they now can say they've got bragging rights over victory, which I think is really important for the next derby. But the I think the most important thing, and it's interesting if you look at and you watch uh, John Van Skip's press conference, post-game press conference, he, he really labours this point over and over again about the fact that Melbourne City stood up. They showed some backbone. Like you said, they showed some grit. Um, even though victory should have got something out of that second half, they hung in there. They, they threw themselves at tackles. Um, they, were re- they were really desperate, and they really scrambled. That's something that they haven't done in a long, long time. And that was almost the thing that John Van Skip took out of that more than ever, mm. more than anything else. And uh, it's, it's really, really important because that is now a reference point, Warren, for down the track, if they ever have those inept moments or the, the lame you know, halves or games that they deliver, they can use that as a reference point as, no, we, we can actually fight it out, battle it out against the odds if we need to. And I think it was really important for their own development, that team. Can I also confirm that Harry Navio is still making his way off the ground? <laughs> well, he's a text the slowest sub ever. Yeah, that's true. Jeez. That's true. He is important in that. He's important part of that team. Do you know, you know why he's important? Because like, he, he wasn't certainly the star on uh, the other night, but he does pop up and trouble people mm. when they least expect it. I mean, everyone's looking at Fauna Rally. I'll tell you, he's one of these guys that you just can't. Uh, get your eye off at any point in time if you're a defender trying yeah, to mark him. Good. You think you've got him covered, and next he floats past you and has a crack at goal. He's very, very dangerous. They're the sort of players that City really, um, you know, yeah. along with Moy and uh, Fornarelli, they're the sort of players that really, uh, really important to the City. At the, the one moment. thing I will say, and it's made a big difference, is continuity in the personnel that they've had. I don't know whether you could say it's been the first time in a long time, but in terms of key personnel, you know, Fauna Roli, um, having Harry Navio, since those two have come back together, mm. they've actually started winning games. And I'm not sure it, 
Connor knew he's important. Yep. Never heard you sound so positive, Warren. Uh, just quickly off the text, was, <laughs> did City win the title on Saturday? It sounds like a victory supporter here. The players celebrated like they had. Still nothing in the trophy cabinet. Oh, it's great to see them celebrating. And you know, you're right, there's nothing in the trophy cabinet. But it's good to actually see that we're talking about a really closely fought contest. You know, if you're a City supporter, you, you had some down weeks. And, and, mm. and, you know, we were doing a few final whistle shows at your lowest point. So... Feel free to call us and, and let us know uh, what, yeah. you, what you make of, of the mm. the Derby win because uh, some of you you know have every right to be feeling much, much better about your squad. Absolutely. 94291116. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we're on for a couple of hours tonight, so join the Diegos. Uh, a couple of uh, nice text messages off the SMS here because uh, the hot topic tonight is uh, who in world football would you uh, kiss under the mistletoe? <laughs> and a couple here. I'd kiss the man who handed Bladder eight years ban with his sidekick. That's Dean in Crib Point. And then Dean goes on to say Merry Christmas and New Year to the four Diegos. Let's hope Bladder and all his mates are led to the gallows forever wow. never to return. That's, that's a bit tough there, uh, mm. Dean, but, uh, but I think uh, they got their just desserts. Hey, um, our good friends at Football Federation Victoria have... Uh, they. They started this wonderful thing called Community in Business. Now, it's a, a fantastic program for all businesses to get involved in football in in this state. Now, they've already got over 30 member companies. They only launched it about a month ago. Um, it's a fantastic program. So next year, the ICC's back. The FFA Cup is all happening. Uh, if you're a, a business, large or small, uh, then join the network and celebrate football with others who actually share your passion for the game as well. Uh, there's so many in, interesting people who run businesses these days. Got a little bit of cash in their spare in their back pocket. Uh, make sure you join Community in Business. It's fantastic value. Uh, go to www.communityinbusiness.com.au. Join there, or you can email uh, our very good friend Anthony Grima at agrima at uh, ffe.org.au. That's agrima a g. R-I-M-A at ffe.org.au. That's Community and Business uh, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria. As we go to the break, the as we know, the hot topic is uh, who in world football would you uh, like to kiss under the mistletoe? We've got a heart balm that we did uh, many years ago. <laughs> Here it is just for you at Christmas. I Kiss the Man by Eduardo Diego. Our striker beats one, beats two, beats three. It's injury time, we're exhausted, believe me. It's the final, it's being played at breakneck pace. Gee, if we lose this one, we won't be able to look our supporters in the face. I had missed two sitters earlier that were a cinch. If we don't win, I'm certain it's me the crowd is going to lynch. He glides past the last defender with grace and poise. Mate, if he scores, he'll get a big thank you from the boys. Go, 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 lay. This is the winner, that's for sure. He runs off delirious, ecstatic and more. Happiness has overcome me. But I feel a strange sensation inside. It's better than glee. I feel my loins fill with love. I want to shower the scorer with affection from above. It's bigger than both of us, baby. These feelings are wrong. I just can't help it. But this bloke, the fire of passion inside here is lit. I need to chase him. I need to grab him. I need to throw him to the ground. I can match anyone's love for him pound for pound. I catch and drag him to the ground by his shirt. What I'm about to do, my wife and kids, it's gonna hurt. 
I kissed the man. I was at the point of no return. I couldn't help myself. This desire I had to burn. These feelings I can't explain. Some think it's sick. I'm just glad he didn't score a hat trick. Welcome to our Wednesday night here on the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Hey, uh, all the talk in the first half hour was about um, about the derby, kissing men. <laughs> it was about a whole lot of stuff. I uh, yep. hope you enjoyed uh, mm. I Kissed a Man uh, with Carlos there. Hey, by the way, in the uh, Big Bash League, Sydney Sixers uh, defeated Melbourne Renegades by three wickets in the end. It, uh, I think, went into the last over, or, or did it, Warren? Just Sick missed last the over. last over. There you go. So, uh, geez, I thought the Renegades put on a, a fairly decent score, but nevertheless, uh, Sydney Sixers uh, defeated... Uh, the Melbourne Renegades at Etihad Stadium. Hey, the hot topic tonight, uh, Carlos, is... Uh, yes, who would you kiss yes. under the mistletoe uh, from world football? Nine, uh, 0433 and the hotline tonight, Vinny Venezuela. Is the gift of giving hotline. So you should be telling us uh, what was a, what were the great moments that the game's given you this year. Could be in A-League, could be in world football, anywhere. Yeah, give us a call. Uh, 94291116. We'd love you to be part of our... Christmas show tonight, and uh, which is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au for all your corporate and education video needs. Let Making Media help you make media. And quite frankly, if you're a City fan, you should be on the donger and just letting us know um, that's the phone. Yes, no, I understand. <laughs> and uh, letting us know how you feel because, you know, you're kicking goals at the moment. As distinct from that SBS show you watched the other week, Vinny. The As distinct from the SBS yes. show you watched the other week. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That you were telling us about during the break. Yeah. 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 9429 11, 16. David Gallup uh, will be <laughs> devastated. It's not the Sydney sides that are making waves in the A-League. And mm. I couldn't be happier. Man, I hope it's a victory versus City final. Gallup hates Victoria. There you go. I think uh, Western is, Sydney is that, Wanderers that, are on is top. Is that a remnant of the Storm issue? Because I, uh, Has he Maybe. shown his bias towards Sydney as, since he's become the head of the A-League? No. Uh, FFA? No. No, well, there, I think might, there might be a feeling that it's a bit of a Sydney-centric oh. league. Oh, but anyway, no, no, surely not, really. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. There may be I mean, a feeling. You pick up lots of vibes. Oh, I'm picking up, well, certainly from that uh, text message from Anonymous. <laughs> that's on, an like, overreaction from Anonymous, can there I say? You go. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, well, Western Sydney Wanderers are on top. They are. You know, so They're going for, what, eight, eight undefeated in a row tomorrow yeah, night. No, yeah, They're playing right. Newcastle tomorrow night. Uncharted territory for them. Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah? Yeah. Would would you uh, be pro-Christmas Day football? I'm not. I know you're at no. church all day, but <laughs> you're still <laughs> an altar you, boy, aren't you? With you, Carlos. You're still an Imagine the boy, penalty rates he'd be asking oh, yeah. for, yeah, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. No, Carlos, time, I yeah. think, um, mind you, mm-hmm. mind you, for me, mm. whose attention span isn't long, no. and that's been established, mm. You know, you come, you come seven thirty on a Christmas night. Yep, and you're sort of bereft of anything really to do. Mm. I think cracking open another can of coke. <laughs> I think watching a game of sport isn't. Yep. I mean, look, I'd probably say go Christmas rather than Easter. Yep. Rather than Good Friday, Christmas night for something. There was talk of um, them considering a big bash game on Christmas night. Now, if, if one sport went, I think the other sport would have to go. In the United States, they have mm. six games of basketball across the west and east coast, back to back to back to back to back during Christmas afternoon. Mm. Of course, they do most of their festivities, don't they, the night before? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You can buy guns like lollies in the United States. But, um, <laughs> so let's, not, let's known, not use their yeah, model. Yeah. It's a little known fact, but uh, the... Um, 
where the stable where Jesus was born actually had Foxtel. So <laughs> Joseph was quite happy because mm. he got to see yeah, game. The donkey, the donkey, yeah. That's just remind me of Melbourne City. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, just quickly, out of the derby, just uh, this is we're back to the Q and A now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's Q and A? Is it's it Q and A with Rodrigo Rodriguez? Oh, very good. Um, just, just quickly, Ben Calfalar. Yes, FBK. Yeah. Yep. Did he? Is he back? Oh, did yeah. He? I'll ask he's you. Is he back? Because he's, he's back. He was sensational in mm. that, especially in that second half. You know, we always thought maybe he was he was a couple of steps behind. He he wasn't. He was he was trying his heart out, but uh, boy. Geez, he was good in that second mm. half. He Unlucky not to gut, score. He? If he had scored that goal, he would have been back and then he could have gone away again. But <laughs> he, he's not quite back until he scores as well as play such beautiful mm. football, which but, is a gift. But he hasn't look, he hasn't been omitted at all this season. No. And Muskie doesn't strike me as sort of like to replace someone who's out of form and not trying. Uh, with Rodrigo, I just think his effort's been there. His timing has not been there. And uh, I don't know what that's due to. Look... You know. But he was sharp at the derby. Absolutely. He was fantastic yeah. at the derby, especially that second half, as, mm. as Rodrigo said. I know Archie isn't Ben Calfalar, but Archie's an important piece of that puzzle. Yeah, I don't think he he's, won't gonna, be a, he's not a first 11 player. No, he's player. not a first 11 no. player. But in terms of you know being on the bench, he adds something that they haven't had, obviously, when he's been away. And you could see that just in – he links really well with – he just knows where to go and knows where he should be passing the ball. I mean, he could have had three goals in five minutes, really. So yep. I think he adds something to their team. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Now give us a call tonight. It is the Gift of Giving hotline. And Dan in the Peninsula wants to talk about Melbourne City. G'day, Dan, and welcome to the show. Hey, gents. How are you going there tonight? Yeah, very, very well. Just a quick one. Um, half glass empty with Melbourne City. I'm just. I just get a bit worried when... Uh, when if Bruno and Moy and um, Harry are on the left wing are not playing, how how are we going to track uh, coming in the coming year? You know, um, I think th- those boys have really clicked really well, but um, I'm just worried when uh, when they're not not in form, you know, or not playing well. Um, have they have they set like a, a bit of a, a plan moving forward with the young with the young brigade? You know, um, even with um, the goalkeeper maybe getting Villapi in for you know a bit of a few games just to um, you know just to you know get his hand get his hand in in competition at the moment because you know at the moment they they seem like they're doing very well but when they're not when they're not on song um, when they're not playing I'm a bit worried what's going to happen. But Dan, you can't tamper now. <laughs> don't, don't tamper now. It's, oh, it's going let, sweetly. Let them play, Dan. Let them <laughs> Until play. Until they're tired. It's only five weeks ago where JVS was on the brink. Yeah. No. Look, Dan. I think. Um. I think you don't really have. I mean, Fornaroli and Navio are visa players, so you know they'll stay or go depending on whether the club wants to keep them. I think. The intangible is Aaron Moy and whether he stays or whether he goes. The only thing I'd say... Yeah, but Dan's talking about in-season. He's not irreplaceable, irreplaceable Aaron Moy. But in Melling, Mork, Retray, those guys, I think there's every sign that there's some young guys coming through that are actually but, able to... But they can't replace Moy. They can't replace Fornaroli no, or Novio yet. No, but so they th- do add depth. Th- just to admit you're in real trouble. <laughs> if well, they, any team is in real trouble if you lose your best player. Well, I mean, if, I, it's, if, if Melbourne victory we, we lost, saw, we saw Berisha. we saw early in the year. Uh, Fornaroli's been an ever present, but Navio wasn't there. Moy, when he's off Socceroo duty, you guys are gone. 
You just finished. So, yeah, and where would Melbourne victory be fact, without Barisha? It, it would be a disaster. A disaster. Absolute disaster. Yep, it would be a disaster. If any of those boys go down. Fornaroli, for me, is the key. Yep. Moy is a great player. Don't get, Fornaroli is the, is the boy at the pointy end that gives them direction. To me, to me the, the guy who grew up in the same neighbourhood as Luis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same town. So El, Tuna, El Tuna. <laughs> but... He, I think now that he's there, he just shows me that he's going to be able to front up every week and he takes the body contact. And I think... Uh, he look, does take it. He, he does. He, he's, he's actually really fiery and he gives. And yeah, I don't think we'll need to worry about him. Thanks for your call, Dan. You can be a little bit uh, more positive, though. You, 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 your team's won four in a row. Yeah. You know, they, they passed a very 15 goals. stern yeah. test. Imagine what Dan would have been like during that horror run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was in an embryo position. I know. That's it. But I don't blame Dan because that would, that's what this club's done to people. It's messed with you them. You can never, ever be confident. We can't trust them. Can't trust them, Warren, because you can't be confident. Oh, Carlos, they got out of jail you're, you're at the Derby. Looking, Carlos, let's look, be, let's be look. I honest. think what you're doing to me tonight is really <laughs> immature. You know, you're really goading me into a response, and I'm just going to be happy. But all I'm right. Night but I'm right, aren't I? Say, oh, you, you don't can't really trust. trust them. No, you can't no. trust. Okay, them. well there you go. <laughs> there it, look, you know what? Right now, they're the girlfriend that you're hoping <laughs> is going to turn into a decent relationship, but you're really not 100% yeah. sure. She doesn't really love you. You're in you the, say you, you st- love them, but she just doesn't really love you. Yeah, you just, who's going to be the first yeah. one to say, yeah. I love you? Yeah. You, you don't know whether to take yeah. it to a, a, you know, a, an upmarket restaurant yet because it's... Yeah. No, you're not save. You're saving your money for yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. but right. you're not... You don't know for sure. Going for sure. It's, it's <laughs> that Seinfeld episode when Georgie says, I love you for the first time, mm. and he was left hanging. Yeah, it's awkward. Nothing back. Nothing awkward. came back. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not sure. Can that, can that happen this year? I think you'd like to hope that... What both, trust? What trust? Well, yeah, that both parties can say I love you at the same time, <laughs> almost simultaneously, yeah. but it's not there yet. Mm. You're right. So, um, so if if Aaron Moy does go, yep, and at the end, at the end of the season, no, no, or why are you not, wishing this? No, I'm not wishing it. I'm just asking the question. Well, just off the, I mean, hot off the, uh, well, who, who would you replace him? I'm, well, I'm, well, it's I'm not saying he's going, but uh, it's interesting. You know, uh, they're, they're a business. I, the I saw group. a tweet earlier on, and I apologise to the person who sent this. Um, suggesting that jo- um, James, James Troisi uh, must have finished his contract in the Middle East and now the, the likes of Victory, City, and I think Sydney FC was the third yep. club, they were, they were looking at possibly signing him. Now, to get Troisi in, he's not going to come cheap. Someone has to go. Yep. And for me, that might suggest that they might cash in on Moy. Warren? No. If it's City, they might cash in no. on Moy. Don't no. worry that they're saying they won't release him. They won't they're release him. That's the all same part of the game. That they're using the same accountancy firm as Victory. <laughs> if Victory can keep all those guys under the cap, <laughs> Melbourne City can too. Yes, but you wouldn't get rid of Moy for Troy. Tro- no, you wouldn't. This it's not like for like there, Carlos. Yeah, but if you're going to lose Moy anyway, right? You're going to lose Moy anyway, you go for a guy who's got some pedigree. They signed him to the marquee spot. I would like to hope that you'd sit down, you'd have a coffee with him, and you'd say, Aaron... We love you, <laughs> and you love us. So that's the trust there, but it's not, and that you it's don't not need to that. go now. It's, no, apparently he's got a clause in the contract that even though he's got a three-year deal or whatever yes, that may be, yep. at the end of the year he goes for less than what the normal payout Mel- would be Melbourne, if 
if he wanted to go. Well, now, Citigroup he, just sold 13% for $2 billion to a Chinese consortium. Yeah, but if you're going to lose the guy anyway, it's all business, Warren. You're going to lose him, and that clause doesn't kick in. If they get rid of him in January, sell him in January, that clause doesn't kick in. It kicks in at the end of the season. So you might as well get that extra bit of money if he's going to go anyway. Can I ask you a question? You know, like he's in the Citigroup. Mm. If City said to him, there's a, there's a big deal... At New York. Yep. And at the moment, we know that there's a definite offer on the table there was from a Middle Eastern mm. team. Yep. And there has talk been around China, you know, the new economy of world football, China and the Middle East. Would you say it would be better for him to go to New York? Or would, what about if he went to to Man City and then got loaned out? Or do you think he'd be more likely to be chasing his own deal with his own team? Look, I think he's probably at that age. He seems like the player. Everyone seems to be giving advice. Don't go for the money. Yeah. Because if you want to go for the money, you go to the Middle East, you go to China. Yes. But you're, you're in the black hole. You'll never be seen again, basically. Yep. I think he's got some unfinished business over. over well, he's in been Europe. over once before. Yeah, and failed. Wanderers. He was at Saint Mirren. So, and he just didn't. He didn't crack it, even though he was highly regarded at that time. I would think that he would want to rectify that situation, give one last go. He's a sort of player that at thirty probably still hasn't, wouldn't have lost any of his. He's not super lightning quick no, anyway. He's not. So he's going to probably have that that plodding style because uh, he uses the ball so well. It doesn't mm. matter that he hasn't got real quick leg speed. Uh, he's going to be that guy that at 30, 32 could still go to the Middle East, still go to China and make his money anyway. He's not uh, unlike Rogic in many ways. He's sort of lank, not, not lanky. Rogic uh, is I lanky. Think, but I think uh, Rogic is, uh, is a little thoroughbred. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's not quick. Uh, he's a so colt. What's, he's, he's a colt. He he's, runs he's not a, quick. He runs on top of the ground, Vinny. He does not. Whereas I think Moy's a bit he of trots. a plotter. He's, he's a stylish plotter. But to use the Moy? vernacular... He's beautiful in tight areas, Aaron Moy. It's <laughs> mm. been a very interesting first hour here on the, uh, the 48. It's going beautifully um, at the moment. Anyway, need to take a break, but I uh, saw Ange Postacoglu on the Big Bash League being interviewed by my mate uh, Mel McLaughlin. Um, <laughs> he said he spoke to some people at uh, the City Group and they rate Aaron Moy very, very highly and they won't let him go. Uh, they won't let him go. So you get the sense that it's the City Group oh, yeah. are saying that oh, yeah, st- yeah, yeah. he's staying Ange in the group. On, uh, on the on the TV. This, Guys, this it's evening. all part of the leverage. You get a higher price. <laughs> right. If he's not going to be moved, give if he's not going to be moved, it gets a higher price. So give us the business lesson yes. during the break yes. or after the break because we need to take one. This is the Four Diego's. Make sure you call us, 9429-1116. We'd love to hear from you on our Christmas special on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Brazil's World Cup winning coach Big Phil Scolari once said, players who can't control themselves when it comes to sex are not human. They are rational beasts. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego. Thanks for joining us tonight on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sports. Uh, the hot topic tonight, who in world football would you kiss under the mistletoe? Have we you asked for our opinion? 
Well, I will in a minute. Okay. Do you want to give me your opinion? No, I'm trying to I'm sort of think. All right, we'll just think on that while mm. I while I introduce the this this segment, um, <laughs> and also the gift of giving hotline on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call, and of course a text message for the hot topic and any other thing on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The show is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. for all your corporate and education video needs. Let makingmedia.com.au help you make media. Warren, who would you kiss under the mistletoe? Um, uh, Stevie Gerrard, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I'd kiss Stevie G. Actually, oh, yeah, no, I would. Good. I'd probably give on the lips, Jose a bit on the lips. of a peck at the moment just to buckle Ho- You give Jose, Jose Mourinho. Jose yeah, Mourinho. Jose a Mourinho a mm. bit of a, a kiss just to make him feel mm. a bit better about himself. Because I actually think when you've got an ego as big as his, yep. when, it, when the balloon, you know, when it gets punctured. Hey, don't, don't talk about big egos and balloons. <laughs> just don't do that. Okay. Well, I just think he'd be he'd, he'd be in need of something at the moment. Mm. Do you think he'd be? Do you think a guy like him, in the secrecy of his own room, would be feeling down? No, no. His, his people we've already said to him, we know what your next job is. Just because. so just there's not a even a point. Yes, yeah. but job, you know, unfinished business. No, Carlos, he'd be a little by bit upset. himself, he'd Carlos. Be a bit upset. When the lights no, turned off and he's just about I, to go I'll to bed, what, is he feeling I'll you, down? I'll tell you what it would have been like. Winning Blonde Door for uh, Jose Mourinho for a coach, the crowd booing, yes, the Chelsea players on the weekend, yeah. even though they won the game, that would have that you talk about big egos, that would have exploded. The <laughs> so egos. there's no sense of him in the quiet just before he goes to bed at night, going, yeah. "I'm really flat. He, he's a man. Flat. He's a man. Now we we don't really know what this is like, but he's a man who has no doubt about anything. Uh, that he does. I'm not sure about that. No, no doubt. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's cryptic <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I, I'm it, sure it, that he yeah, has yeah. no doubt no about doubt. what he does, yeah. but he still would have uh, been, you know, I, and I think in world football, you know what's coming and he probably knew what was coming, but he'd be just a little bit spewing that uh, it came to an end the way it did because he loves Chelsea. He loves Chelsea. Uh, he he gave his heart to Chelsea. T- if he went knew, back. If man you were quicker... Uh, at the time before they signed David Moyes, if they were quicker, he would have been have at Man U. Well, he would have been at Man U. There was that. Uh, we were talking about this uh, yesterday and earlier mm. today as well. There's a BBC documentary mm. on Sir Alex Ferguson, and yep. if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, YouTube it or the Secret of uh, Success. Secret of Success, yeah, and basically like, yeah. it's Sir Alex uh, talking about leadership. And uh, in that documentary, CR7's in it, and he's fantastic. Mm. And Ryan Giggs is in it, he's fantastic. And Jose Mourinho is also in it, and he's fantastic. Mm. And he was saying in this documentary that Sir Alex had actually told him a year before he was going that he was going, yep. but it was a secret. And I, I, uh, Mourinho kind of alluded to the fact that um, I don't want the job at Man U. No. I'm going to Chelsea. No. I love Chelsea. He, they were for, his words, all, Carlos. No, from all reports at the time, Vinny, all the stuff that was written, there was a suggestion that he was not anointed by Sir Alex. Alex Sir Alex Ferguson was never going to anoint Jose Mourinho. Probably told him in that meeting. Maybe. The famous meeting. Jose, you're just too much trouble. It's all about you. Man U doesn't need a manager like you. And Jose would have said, I respect you, Alex. I'll go to Chelsea. That's what would have happened. The one thing I will say, what does a man do that is clearly incapable of staying at any place for more than about four years? Like, he's demonstrated this, that he's clearly not a long-term manager. But now, if would you Man want to, So go, what? If Man U go for him mm-hmm. and get rid of Van Gaal, yep. they're not just looking for a guy for four years. 
Yeah, but, but why is that an issue in this day and age? You're Carlos, comparing him to Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene no, Wenger? No, anybody. What, what other manager lasts more than four Pep or five? Pep Guardiola? No, he's chosen to leave when he's wanted okay, to leave. Okay, so there's another guy that moves every three or four years. So what? These days, people want to change you know, anyway. You know what, Carlos? I would have thought that you respected loyalty a little no, bit more no, than what no, you mate, You're loyal while you're getting paid. And once the pay's over and the deal's over, you walk on your law to the next person. You just no, you good. just steal yourself for you know being Who's gonna, for rejection, Carlos. You just no, you, you've been hurt before, all, haven't you? <laughs> Who's yes, going to get? Who, who is going to get Guardiola? Bearing in mind that any team in the world yep. would get rid of their current guy now yeah. for him. Pellegrini. Who's going to get him? Pellegrini's dead, dead man, man walking. walking. No. What about Chelsea? They don't have anyone there right now. No, but. They've got to, surely they've got to go. Oh, they'll move heaven and earth now that Ancelotti's gone to uh, going to go to Bayern Munich. They'll move heaven and earth to get Guardiola. But Man who's going to get him? Well, Rub- Russian rubles versus what's the uh, well, Middle yeah. Eastern? Well, it's currency. A, just a combination. Riyadh or something. It's, what is yeah, that? I'd be very I mean, upset if Ancelotti. It's oil wells versus Gaz Gazprom. Gazprom. Yep. The gas refineries. Yep. If Ancelotti ever went back to Chelsea, I'd be very upset. And if he ever goes back to Real Madrid, I'd be very upset Yeah, yeah but too. he's going to Bayern Munich. So I know he's going yeah, to Bayern yeah, Munich, yeah, yeah, yeah. but his next job after mm. that better not be Chelsea yeah. or Real Madrid. They don't deserve him. That's my point. Yeah, sure. Anyway, as an Arsenal man, off the text message, Daniel in Balaclava, hard to go past kisses for Giroud and Ozil, uh, but Mares has probably earned my love. Ah, yes. yes. Oh, actually, you know who I'd kiss? Sanchez. Alexis Sanchez, I reckon he's a gun. Mm. Under the mistletoe, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, a bit for John. Hey, guys, first time, long time. Just a short message to wish you a Merry Christmas and a safe and prosperous New Year. Kindest regards, John Hitchcock. Thank you, John. And uh, keep listening to the Diego's. Really appreciate that. Uh, we've also Lisa Devana, of course, and um, and Laura Geitz from the Opals. Dave from Chelsea said he'd uh, he'd give them a peck on the cheek under the mistletoe on uh, 0433. 98 11 16. So, um, what else have we got here? Um, Johnny Port Melbourne, you'd love to have him at Anfield uh, to win a title, Warren. Who? Uh, no, I don't know who, but um, <laughs> Johnny Port Melbourne has said, uh, probably uh, referring to um, Guardiola. Just Do you know I've successfully had the whole of this show so far and I haven't mentioned the L word? Yeah, no, you've got plenty of time tonight. No, no, there's no time. Apparently, yeah. Elton John's on the phone ready to bag you, too. <laughs> Elton John. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. He's still a Watford fan. Yeah, yeah. He played the last concert at the Sydney mm. Entertainment Centre. Is Klopp a failure, by the way, before no, we go to Klopp's the news? a failure. <laughs> he's a failure. He's about he's, as he's much of right. a failure as I've been in radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Is that a big failure or a great <laughs> success? I'm not sure. Yes, wouldn't need uh, the mistletoe to kiss Alexis. That's uh, Daniel again. Daniel's having fun with Fair this uh, hot topic. Hey, let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Manchester United's Roy Keane has done for the promotion of sportsmanship and fair play in English footy what the Boston Strangler did for door-to-door salesmen. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. Now we're on after this hour as well, so uh, make sure you stay tuned uh, with the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Uh, tonight's show brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. Let us help you. Make Media. That's makingmedia.com.au. The hotline, the hot topic tonight is uh, who in world football would you like to kiss? Daniel, again, I'll kiss the Liverpool, the next Liverpool goalkeeper that can actually catch a ball and punch it more than five metres away. Yeah, that's Bogdan. Mm. And I think 
the way he played, his surname really says it all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to do wherever you samba rumba and la bumba. We're going to wait for another. Yeah, you got to be here for hour another hour, Warren. Just, yeah, uh, sorry about s- that. Sorry to uh, went a bit early. Spoil your evening, but Eva Canero, um, of course, the yes. uh, the uh, physio or mm. doctor that. Um, C- can I just say, isn't she having the last laugh? That it all turned ugly the minute he Jose had a crack at her because what happened then? Yeah, the whole team banded because she was the victim of it was Jose. Un- it was unjust. Yeah, and yeah. plus she was going to help Hazard, right? Because yeah. he was down he and it. and who cracked it? And so he's never played well for Jose since. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, that's where you know yeah. the the walls came tumbling down for Jose. You don't touch your physio. Mm. You leave her alone. She was good. Dean in crew point. I'd kiss uh, Luis Suarez after his goal versus River Plate, but watch where he, his mouth goes because no. he might uh, just take <laughs> a chunk. <laughs> Not oh, out that's, of the mi- yeah. That's harsh. <laughs> oh, is it? No, like Hannibal Lecter. He's got form, hasn't he? He's got form. <laughs> hey, don't forget, stay with SEN, of course, as you should always, but the Diego's are back after the news, so stay tuned for the news on 1116. SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Yes, welcome to the Four Diego's here on a Wednesday evening on 1116. SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Uh, if you've just joined us, welcome to the show. If you've been with us for the first hour, we hope you're enjoying your uh, Christmas Eve Eve mm. um, with the Diego's because um, it's, it is the festive season and uh, in the first hour we'll wash with your SMSs. We're talking about the uh, the derby, of course, which we'll do again. Uh, we'd love to take your calls on 94291116 because the hot topic tonight, Vinnie Venezuela, is... Is, um, well, the, the hotline is a gift that gives on giving. So you talk about basically what you love about the game this year or this season thus far. Yeah. Your highlights. Yeah, 94291116 and the hot topic on 04339811116. Rodrigo, when, when Barisha beats his chest, it's a gift. Mm. It's yeah. a gift. I think, you know, the, the you know, Ange Postacoglu is a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. No, I think he is. Yeah, I love, I love when he speaks to him. We'll actually talk about some of the stuff he said. Uh, in the media um, yes. earlier this week as well uh, during this hour. But, Carlos, the hot topic on 04339811116. Who in world football will you kiss under the mistletoe, given it's that time of the year? And yes. we've had some really interesting ones. And uh, was it Dave being Cranburn? He's, uh, he's actually a little bit promiscuous, Dave. <laughs> he's actually wants to kiss Hope Solo, the goalkeeper for the American women's uh, football team, and then decided that he wants to kiss Kaya Simon too. Yes. Was she – was Hope um, – she was in trouble with the law, wasn't she? Yeah, Hope. Yeah, Hope was in trouble with the law. I'm not quite sure what that in was In and around uh, the family? World Cup time? Yes, yeah, something to do with family. Because there was a doubt that she might... There was some yeah. risk of her not playing during yeah. that period, so... Yeah, but she got off and she's done well. She, she did go. very well. 94291116, give us a call on the, uh, the hotline, the Gift of Giving hotline. It is Christmas, so it's all about giving. Carlos came with uh, bottles of wine. Yeah, and, homemade. You know, hams. <laughs> homemade, no yeah, label. Absolutely. Yep. We're, hams. Uh, we're, we're f- no use by date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. where, <laughs> where are your hams, Carlos? Yes. Um, if you were here for the, for the pre-show oh, meeting, yes, you yes, would sorry, know I apologize. all the gifts I gave out. Yep. Yes. I had yep. the antipasta plate too. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> we all ate that before you came. Very good. Yes, so. uh, so no, we're uh, it's it's Christmas, so it's about giving, and that's what the show is all about. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on, and uh, Warren's going to do his rant as well, very very soon. Not quite sure what the topic. I've got a well, couple floating in my head. Well, you've <laughs> round in my head. Well, let me tell How you. How long have I got? Ten minutes. 
All right. Good. So you've no got worries. about 10 yeah, minutes no, for, for the mm. rant. And Vinny Venezuela, gee, I love this game segment, is coming up as well. He's uh, prepared during, well yes, for that segment. prepared very well for that one. <laughs> during this hour. Hey, mm. Look, we talked about the Melbourne Derby uh, in the first hour, but uh, if you'd like to, 94291116, uh, please do so. Of course, Melbourne City defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1, and we talked about what it meant to both Melbourne Mel- Melbourne teams. But uh, Steve in Brighton uh, has joined us. Not sure he wants to talk about the Derby, but uh, Steve, welcome to the Four Diego's. Yeah, g'day. Um, no, the highlight of football for me for the year was being able to take the kids to Sydney to see Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, fantastic. Well, you'll be happy, won't you, Steve, with them coming back in the middle of next year? Um, Very happy boy. I've already got tickets. Yeah. Oh, Which game are you going to? The victory Tottenham game or the Juventus Tottenham game? Both. Both? Who do you hope the next... Because there's four teams, but they haven't announced no, the fourth haven't. team yet. So, Steve, who are you hoping the fourth team's going to be? I would be hoping if the other red team that are playing in Sydney happen to fall down to Melbourne and we get a North London derby. No, that's in 2017, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal unless, could come next year, although you'd doubt no, it, wouldn't not, they? No, they're not coming in 2016. No, they're going to Sydney in 2017. That's right. Yeah. So you'll have to be waiting an extra 12 months there, Steve. But uh, so i tell you what, you would have uh, a lot of nervous police. That one there. Forget about the Melbourne Derby, but the Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal Derby. It'll be interesting, though, won't it, if they get a team, another team from the continent, maybe a German team, or I don't know whether that's you know what, a, you know what I a selling Look, point. Uh, with all due respect to Steve and all the Tottenham supporters out there, all the Juventus supporters, out there, all the Melbourne Victory supporters, what this ICC tournament needs is a Barcelona. That's, they what, need that's a who I'm hoping it is, Carlos. To get the 99,000s. You, you need the Messi. We How had a really you, good discussion. Uh, whose people do you start speaking to to get to Barcelona? The reason why Barcelona is not announced right now is because they want to take a little bit more time in their discussions. <laughs> oh, yeah, they drive yeah, a harder yeah, bargain. Yeah, yeah. They won't do you be... reckon there's a chance? Well, they why, got Real. Why, so... why, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Now that Real Madrid have been here, I think there's a better chance. Well, they got 99,000 people, Real Madrid, Manchester City. Don't you think Barcelona would be looking at that? Oh, definitely. And saying, yeah, absolutely. there's a little bit of easy coin for us there. All you need to get is uh, Leo. And you don't there. need the you full just, compliment, do you? Just, just bring Leo. a couple Leo. of them. Leo, bring the kids. <laughs> and you say to Leo... Yeah. The Australians love CR7. Yeah. They love the gel one. They yeah. just took to him. <laughs> just you say to Leo, listen, we want you to do one PR. Just hang, just hang on to an AFL football. Try and kick it. Get a few chuckles from Channel Nine. Get a Richmond captain yeah. down there. And Leo, just say, Leo, we're going to bring the under twelves, and you just play with the under twelves at Barcelona, oh, and that's lovely. it. That's beautiful. So they've got the template colours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Hey, thanks for your call, uh, Steve. I really appreciate that. And uh, yes, you must be happy that. Uh, the Spurs are coming to the ICC. Well, speaking of the, uh, the ICC, which we uh, which we just did, but uh, yeah, if it is Barcelona, that would be just outstanding, mm. wouldn't it? I reckon. But uh, who who else would it be to get that ninety nine thousand? I don't think anyone else. To tell you the truth, no, I don't think no, so. No one else. Bayern Munich wouldn't Bayern do it Munich. as much as they're a big yeah. team. I don't think but they'd no. do it. The purists would love to. If if you got that the current Bayern Munich team coming out, yeah. But the thing is, the difference between the sixties and seventies yeah. and the ninety nines is Tourists, the star. Is yeah. the is the uh, and the, you need, the Galactico yeah. star. Don't you need the teams, too, that are not going to be impacted by the Euros? Now, Barcelona, mm. Barcelona. if you think of their front three, if oh, they yeah. got <laughs> Suarez, yeah. Neymar and, yeah, good and Messi to come, good you're going to get big names. Whereas no, that, if you, Tottenham just, are going to be can Harry Kane-less... Can I withdraw? Barcelona won't come. No? They won't come. Unless they can bring their whole under-12 team. <laughs> And none of the stars, because if Euros are going to get in the way, which they will... Yeah, but there's uh, but not many Euro 
players in Barcelona, if you think about it. There's a few, but not a lot. Tottenham are going to be impacted. You're going to have Harry Kane's not going to be there. You're going to have... Um, I'm trying to... Th- I'll get his Look, name. Look, it might be close enough to their pre to the end of their yes. pre-season yep. where they'll just join the team from the Euros. Yes. They'll have a bit of a break from the Euros. They'll join their team. And it might be just close enough to the start of the season. And if they timed it well, you probably will get... Okay. Close to the look. What I, I about think Manchester United or Liverpool or, or oh, Man United might do, but depending on who they recruit, Man U. I mean, it's it's like it's like saying that Liverpool are a big club. You know, it's like <laughs> saying that. <laughs> uh, and uh, and by the way, by the way, we we love all the oldies and the legends. That'll be big. That's yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah, but that'll be big. In why? Why then? Why then are they spruiking that Jared Hayne yep. might be playing for the yep. for the Socceroo team? Yep. Are you kidding me? You know, that's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. That, I wouldn't that, have him That play. is an embarrassment. It is. Because I thought, okay, well, Jaron Hayden must have been a... He's a, big in Sydney, elite, though, Carlos. Yeah, but, I thought, because I don't know anything about the guy, other than the fact he... he he's he's an, an elite rugby league player. Yeah, but I thought he might have been like a Steve Waugh, Captain Australia at cricket, but he was a brilliant junior soccer player. He's got no soccer no, background. It's never, just never, the fact that he's crossed over from one sport yeah, to another. I think that's a joke. I, for me, that... that that's that a event, toy game. That event is struggling for them to even suggest that he would be playing for that soccer well, team. It's possible. I would have thought that they'll get fifty or sixty thousand. But really, but that's an embarrassment, isn't it? To yes, Liverpool absolutely. or to no, the game? It's a, it's a, that shows that they're struggling for numbers. Maybe, maybe to break even on that game. Speaking of Liverpool, let's go to Daniel on nine four two nine eleven sixteen from Thomastown. Wants to talk about uh, mm. Liverpool. Good day, Daniel. Welcome to the show. Oh, Merry Christmas, Diego. Yes, happy New Year. Same to you. Yeah, no, just uh, I went up to Queensland this year to watch Liverpool, so that was that was that was probably the highlight of the year. But I just want to say, um, how funny is it being an EPL supporter this year or well, this season? That <laughs> excuse me, you know, you got all the big teams that have crapping out, and <laughs> you know, the only team that usually finish fourth are sitting second. And on top of it, my Leicester City. <laughs> Makes no sense. If, if I was an EPL manager, I would just be showing Steve Bradbury clips <laughs> saying, this just stay on your feet. It's true. You'll I, win it. The best thing, but I'll tell you what though, Daniel, the best thing that could ever happen to the EPL is for Leicester City to win the league. It's the best thing that could ever happen to EPL competition. They'll be talking about it. They talk about the EPL every, everywhere in the world, but everyone will be talking about it. Because it's such a Cinderella story. This is not a team that's been built up slowly over time and that's suddenly become a good side. This is a team that was looking at relegation this time of last year. Well, they sacked their manager that's and right. their son during their preseason because of backroom yeah. sort of issues. Nigel Pearson left and yeah. his son went. And the original, Claudio Ranieri was the original self-proclaimed Dead man walking. Yes, he was. He was. He was. And he's come out overnight, yep. our time, and basically said, "Oh no, we're still just focused on forty yeah. points." Yeah. He said, "He said if they were if they were on top with two games to go, he'd be excited right now." <laughs> but he knows to what's going to happen. If, the if, they, if they get through, if they get through, because they haven't got the forty points yet, they start right. with yeah. Liverpool this Sunday. Yeah. If they get through this Christmas period, I tell you what, I will be hoping and praying that they can just survive the rest of the year because they are an inspiration. But that here's the thing, Carlos, and there has been talk about it and then there is talk about it. I just had a look on the BBC that um, the big clubs like Man City in particular and Chelsea apparently into to Vardy, they almost buy him yeah. for £30 million pound and then, to take the competition out. Yeah, and just, just warehouse him. Warehouse him. But that's what they did. I, when, uh, I remember when, um, was it Jose? Early on when Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea... Um, Parker, 
Parker from Steve. Charlton. I think he was playing for Charlton or one of those teams. Yeah, he was one of the best team best players for Charlton. They were actually winning games mm. like Crystal Palace are now yeah, yeah. and and Watford and Bournemouth. And they were sort of that sort of team that were taking points. Yep. And what happened was. Chelsea was about to play them in a two or three weeks' time. So what they did, because the transfer window opened, they just bought him. Yeah, well, Wilf- Wilfred Bonney's one of those mm. cases of a striker in form at another club yeah. gets bought by Chelsea. And, you know, Liverpool have fallen into that. You know, Andy Carroll, not Christian Benteke, I hope. But there's a sense that, you know, you go for that guy, you pay. I mean, Vardy could be a steal at £30 million. Pound. Absolutely, and uh, speaking about Leicester City is the gift uh, that keeps on giving. That's our hotline tonight and the hot topic. Who'd have thought they'd be sitting on top of the ladder at uh, Christmas? Nephew of Vinny. Yeah, oh, Tim, Tim Boone. Good, good job. Go. Uh, yeah, um, I had a family party the other day, and he yep. was very excited that I was one of the Diegos. Yeah, Tim Venezuela. Tim Venezuela, that's right. <laughs> yes, uh, hey, and then we were talking about uh, just tell Leo that he has uh, only to do one interview during his time in Melbourne. With the four Diego's. Absolutely. I like what you're saying, Brett from St Albans. Yep. Um, but the Barcelona media manager will probably send one of his under 12s yeah, to do that's it. Right, that's right. Um, Davian Cranbourne says, the, I want the fourth team to be American Samoa so Archie can kick another 13. <laughs> Thank you very much there, Davy. A couple of interesting uh, thoughts there. But um, the ICC at the moment, it's Spurs, Ju- Juve, and uh, Victory. Who will the fourth team be? Mm. We'll just have to wait and see. Oh, Zlats Ibrahimovic. If it was PSG, I'd go. Only for Slats. For Slats, yeah. yeah. Ibra. Because he Man can't control can. himself, that guy. Dean and Cripoin saying if Arsenal win the EPR, they'd, they'd pull a big crowd. But I reckon they'd be contracted not to come in 2016. No, no, they won't come. No, they won't. No, no. The New South Wales it, government it has been. It was very, very um, interesting that they announced the two th- 2017 tour oh. two years prior. I don't even know, I didn't even know the tickets are out. I mean, would, would the tickets be out right now? You're the ticket man. Oh, no, there's no <laughs> doubt. No, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt mm. that... Uh, that that would have been, you know, a bit of one-upsmanship or to just to put, you know, um, as soon as they signed Arsenal, yep. they they would have announced it so that, you know, they knew that this announcement, the ICC, was coming out. You're going to be in competition. Definitely. The government's I've got, got a feeling it's uh, it's the same promoter, though, Rodrigo. Oh, right. There you go. Yes, I've well, just got a well, feeling well, it's maybe, the same promoter. Yeah, well, he's in a great position to... Um, to advise the governments on, on what to say <laughs> and how and what to not to undermine say. each other. Well, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> well, certainly in terms of uh, bargaining and bidding, Carlos. Yeah. Uh, hey, Warren, you ready? I'm ready. Because it's time for Warren's Rant. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they this is Warren's rant, and for this week's rant, I'm going to ask people to be reflective. We've had a lot of controversy floating around in November and December about the game. And you know what? A lot of it was justified, and some of it was completely overblown. But here's my counsel. For fans out there who want genuine respect, Carlos, they want respect. What they've got to do is start understanding that their behaviour impacts on all of us. For that idiot, I like it. the idiot yep. who threw the flare yep. on Thursday, on the Derby game, where's his personal responsibility to the game and where are his mates around him actually dobbing him in saying, <laughs> Mr. Sergeant, come yep. and pick this guy up because he's being an idiot and we can't afford him in the game. And we've got a big marketing contract. We have. <laughs> so, 
For people in the game, they need to realise that they're responsible for the game and their behaviour impacts on all of us. So lift your game and self-regulation, as much as it's hard, needs to be the way we go. And just one other thing. <laughs> for the people who want to be critical of the game, can you show some balance and write articles that actually reflect positively about how good the game is Name when names. it is good. Name names. Rebecca Wilson. What, she's got to write a good article, is she? Write an article that shows balance. I wasn't happy about this behaviour, but God, this game was good. Or I liked watching this. I was a bit disappointed in this. <laughs> Show some balance. That's Warren's rant. This is the Four Diego's. Shut up and eat your turkey by Eduardo Diego. Dad, may I be excused? He looks at me full of the Christmas spirit and boozed. Why, son? It's Christmas. Sit down and eat. Gran keeps pinching me on my cheeks. I just want to kick a soccer ball. I've got itchy feet. Santa brought me a new plastic Pakistani soccer ball. It has a hump. With this ball, I can't wait to swerve, curve and pump. Oh, Dad, please, please, I just want to kick. No, son. We eat as a family. Here, have some lasagna. It won't make you sick. Daddy, please, Daddy, please, Daddy, please, I repeat. Shut up and eat your turkey. Plant yourself down in that seat. I look around forlorn. Everyone's having a great time except for me. My cousin Carson wants to sing Christmas carols at high pitch. My skinhead cousin Romper wants to talk politics and bag the rich. My uncle Chopper, on day release, is casing the joint. Egghead Uncle Arnold tries to make a point. My promiscuous cousin Paris is going for it with some bloke on the couch. I cop a backhander from Dad for not wearing my Christmas hat. That hurt. Ouch! My hot eight-year-old cousin Madonna wants to kiss me under the mistletoe. Oh, Dad, please, I just want to grab my deformed ball and go, go, go. They're hitting the Polish vodka now. This is my best chance. At this point, Dad usually drops his pants to dance. I'm out of here. Ah, Christmas is a Pakistani soccer ball. Oh no, is that my drunk, naked dad that called? Thanks for your company on this Wednesday night. Really enjoying uh, our Christmas edition of the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Tonight's show is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. For all your corporate and education video needs, let Making Media help you make media. Make sure you get to that website, makingmedia.com.au. Hey, a um, couple of uh, text messages. Hey, guys, give a shout-out to the FFE Community and Business Luncheons coming up in 2016. Support local sports. Sport. There's Griggy in Templestowe. Gave it a very nice plug in the first hour, Griggy, but uh, we'll do it again. Uh, the Community in Business is a wonderful initiative from Football Federation Victoria, um, whereby they bring together businesses, uh, large or small, from around Victoria and uh, to enable you to network, celebrate football, um, but also get some great value out of the game because, uh, as we know, the participation rates um, with the game in Victoria are absolutely astronomical. So why not spend some of your marketing dollars on football in this state? Go to communityandbusiness.com.au or email Anthony Grimmer at agrimmer, A-G-R-I-M-A, at ffe.org.au. That's Community and Business with uh, Football Federation and Rodrigo, Victoria. this is sort of not related but it is and my daughter will be well and truly asleep now but a shout out to my daughter Lily Lily Day, Diego Lily Diego is um, being a person that's going to be playing at half time and involved in the pre-game so walking for out, Melbourne walking yeah out. apparently so but she's a Melbourne City fan no <laughs> 
But she's a she, no, she's a Melbourne City fan. She, yeah, but her and she's club, walking out with one yeah, of the yeah. Her club yeah. is Point Cook. Yeah, and that's a and they're a, a victory club. club. Yeah, so but she, she's a City fan. And Carlos, up until this point, no one else knew that she barracked for City on yeah. the quiet. And but, what's that going to like? They're going to pull her now. No, well, I hope not. Because if that's happened, will she wear? Will she yeah, wear no, the City top? No, no they've the got to wear top? their Point Cook yep. stuff. Yep. As to whether she's got a City water bottle yep. and. Father Christmas has got a couple of other things coming her way. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? Just because she, I know. So she's who does she want to walk nice. out with? Um, <laughs> who will you trust to walk out with? <laughs> her? Can you put in requests? Uh, well, I'd actually like her. If, I hope she walks out with Farisha. Yeah, I would have thought just uh, and maybe just say something about oh, bad luck on the weekend, <laughs> sort of thing on the way through. Yeah, but uh, no. Can I say those type of initiatives and that's come together all in the off season. Yep. It's absolutely fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to going. I'm actually going. Yep. It'll be the first non-Derby victory game yep. that I've been to yep. ever. So will that stop you abusing them? Mm, yeah, it will. I'll, I'll, well, at I'll, least when they walk out, you won't abuse yeah, them. Yeah, I'll watch with respect. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, with respect. Mm. and Hate respect? No, no, just respect, respect. So, oh. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yep. So right. good luck to... Lily, on the, and I know this is on the 27th. I hope she really has a good day. Yep. Absolutely. Coming up uh, very, very shortly, it's Vinny Venezuela's Do I Love This Game? We'll catch up with Mike McGrath, of course, from The Sun in the UK. And on 94291116, it's the Gift of Giving hotline. And Peter from Geelong has given us a call. G'day, Peter. Welcome to the Four Diego's. Uh, thanks very much. No, you just caught me on the hop, just a mouthful. Yeah, oh, sorry. Fun. Well, just, uh, just swallow. Make sure you swallow before you, you speak. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, thanks good. Thanks very much. <laughs> Listen, um, just um, from someone that's never really followed uh, soccer or football, mm-hmm. um, last time you know, we, we really got interested with the old days back in the late 70s, the FA Cup final, we'd sit there on a Saturday night about 11 o'clock and hope someone scored a goal. But what my concern, I'm saying to love the game, and from outside looking in, um, with this situation with um, Man City now, you know, pouring money into uh, in Melbourne City, um, correct me if I'm wrong there, and um, is, is, is that going to be good at the end of, you know, at the, end of the day? We, we, here we're Wellington and like in the America there um, battling away. Is, is end of the day, is this going to be a real issue now for for APL? The uh, the the A League, um, the it's a city group that actually owns Man City, Melbourne City, uh, New York City, and also Team in China, Yokohama, oh, Japan, in, in Japan. Yeah, Japan, correct. And I think there's a couple of others they've got some stake in. And uh, yeah, look, they're the, they're a, they're a club that came in basically saved Melbourne Heart. If you think about it, I mean Melbourne Heart was struggling financially; they weren't doing so well on the field. There was real question marks about that club, and they really. You know, people criticise Melbourne Heart and their recruiting and all that stuff in the early years, but they were really hamstrung because they didn't have a big budget and they weren't getting a lot of help from the FFA at the time. So they had to try and be clever with their recruiting and they recruited a lot of players with potential. And a lot of the players that they did recruit, people say, oh, he's not a bad player, this and that. But they just didn't come on in that environment. They had too many players with potential. So really, man, the Citigroup money came in and saved that club. Now, the rebranding and stuff, well, I think it remains to be seen. But if they keep on playing the football that they've been playing in the last you know, four weeks, plus on the weekend, showing that guts and determination they did on the weekend, I think they're going to get a lot of the people who aren't barricading for victory. Uh, and uh, and Victory got a, a lovely size, uh, you know, membership. I think twenty six, twenty seven thousand people. Uh, Melbourne City, if they play that sort of football over a period of time, and people learn to trust them, they will get there eventually. 
Now, I don't think a, a, a group like the City Group ploughing money into a club that was looking like they were going to struggle is a bad thing for the A-League. You need a second club in Melbourne anyway. Some, some people are even saying that we need a third club in Melbourne. So you might as well have a, a, an affluent second club because victory is looking after itself. And in the Australian environment, in a salary cap environment the City Group aren't going to be able to do no. any more than what any other club can do. So the money that they're going to pour in is going to be around the development of young players and that sort of stuff. Staffing, which can, un- staff and which can only facility, be good for the game. But yeah, the facility they've built there at, uh, at yep. La Trobe, it's unbelievable, the, the academy there. It, it's been fantastic. And there's still a lot more work to, done, to be done to that place, but we just need more of those facilities. Because automatically we start hearing that Victory are now looking for a place to build their... If they haven't found the place already, they've either looked for a place or are starting to build their own academy too. So it starts raising the bar. Mm. There was no way Victory weren't going to respond to what City did. And for me, that's great for football for generations to come in this state. So um, I don't think it's a bad thing, to tell you the truth. Um, If money was being poured into Victory by the City group, a club that already had 27,000, I don't know, I wouldn't see the point of that. But a club that really needed to lift its game, uh, pour some resource into it. I think it's uh, benefited City in that way. Yeah. Merry Christmas to, to you, Peter, and I hope you enjoy – it doesn't matter what you call it, football or soccer. It doesn't matter what you call it as long yeah. as you love the game. And I, I think we killed the FA Cup about 20 years ago with a show that we did, <laughs> Carlos. I mean, the, the FA Cup's but it been was, going it was, down Peter's right, though. Then. In the 70s, as a kid – It's the biggest a bi- game. It was the biggest game because yep. we weren't getting – well, yes, we were getting World Cups and stuff. But we used to get the uh, highlight yeah, show, yeah. but not many live yeah. games. I still, I mean, I remember the black and white '74 World Cup, and when the when the feed wasn't lost, and you get a, the odd little you know sprinkling of games, lost transmission. yeah, all that sort of stuff. I still remember listening to the Australian game as a kid uh, with the with the bars, you know, the the TV bars yep. where they've lost transmission. So. Uh, that FA Cup was always reliable. You could watch it all every year. And every you'd year. stay up and watch the... That was the biggest game for us in Australia, mm. uh, as, as far as world football's concerned. And then you came year. along and called it Kissing Your Sister. Well, and, I called it Kissing Your Sister and, after 2000. You, just, you took away... Oh, when uh, Alex withdrew. Yeah, you Alex took away Ferguson, my childhood, uh, <laughs> Carlos. Alex Ferguson didn't, withdrew Manchester United. Yes. From the Cup to in 2000. To play in the World Club Championship, which is the ultimate... Kissing your sister cup in those days. <laughs> South Melbourne was in and all that sort of stuff. For me, the day that happened, it's almost the day the music died. <laughs> Don McLean. Don yeah, McLean. Well that was a Don McLean day for me. And for me, from that moment, I lost respect. I'm starting to gain it a little bit now because the English clubs aren't winning the Champions League easily, if at all. So that's a chance for them to win the trophy. So it's not bad. That's it. Uh, hey, Vinny Venezuela, you ready? Yeah, why not? Because it's time for Vinny Venezuela's Do I Love This Game segment. The romance, the drama, the controversy, the emotions. It's sudden death. There's only one winner. Love is a many splendid thing. It's Vinnie Venezuela's Gee, I Love This Game segment. Yes, as we always do at this time on a Wednesday night, it's, uh, we throw to Vinnie Venezuela who uh, picks a couple of stories out of the uh, European scene or the world scene. The world scene. And uh, delivers it in his own style. G'day, Vinnie. Hello. <laughs> I haven't I, seen you all night. I, I, I think I know where he is going, but I want to leave the announcement to him or his new employer. That's okay, uh, got to be German. It's got to be German. Got yeah, be that's ge- good. And that's got to be Wolfgang Wolf. Nearly. No, no. Karl Heinz. Karl Heinz. Karl Heinz Rummenigge. Yeah. Talking about uh, Pep. Yep. Pep Guardiola's. Was he uh, talking to Alex Ferguson? Can you 
Give her the reply. Nine, nine. He wasn't. <laughs> I don't talk to him. He said, uh, he said, he came over to me two weeks ago at our Christmas party. I'm a bit concerned that Bayern Munich had their Christmas party I two know. weeks ago. Yeah, but they're disciplined over there. They still have Christmas parties. <laughs> Pre-Christmas. Yeah. We have them in November. Yeah, no, it's, they have their break, <laughs> though. They have their break, they keeps they? things moving. <laughs> so two weeks, ago, two weeks ago, they had the... He came over to me at our Christmas party, told me he was looking for a new challenge. At the Christmas party, he was yeah. most, he was most apologetic. I'm not disappointed in him. Mm. He said, Carl Hines. He said, you could read between the lines, and that was something that we should have interpreted. So they obviously missed that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they missed that one. Yeah. I'm, they, they usually, you know, finger yeah. on the pulse oh, up there yeah. at Bayern, They're but clinical. they they missed it. Yeah. Uh, Pep, a year ago, Pep was talking about going, and yeah. uh, they're very Carl literal, Hines, Vinny. If you don't <laughs> say it. It, it, it's unsaid. Oh, you so. mean you want to a new challenge? When you say you want a new challenge, you mean yeah. not buying yeah. different <laughs> players. You mean a new club. Has anyone told Carl Hines that he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he said we did take note, but we just wanted to to give yeah. him time to make up his mind in yeah. peace. Yeah. They didn't wallow too much, though, did they, Vinny? Because no, as soon as he said, he's, I'm not signing. Ancelotti, Carlos. Oh, they had Ancelotti tapped up at Easter. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Just in Carlo, case. you want the <laughs> Plan job? B. And, of course, he's been out of work for a year, so I'll sign wherever you want me to sign. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a bit of an interesting one, I thought. But uh, the other, of, of course, uh, Real Madrid, uh, Shellac had a big big win. Oh, 10-1. Yeah, 10-2. 10-2, was it? Were they 2-1 down at some point in that game? I, I didn't follow it, but I'm surprised. Was it Rayo yes, Vallecano? they were down. Yeah. Was it Rayo yeah. Vallecano? Yep, yeah, sitting how, third from the bottom. But, you know. How did they score two goals? <laughs> Look, I, I don't understand. They were leading, Carlos. Did, is, leading. That, is that the equivalent in Spanish of poking the bear? <laughs> Scoring of, yeah, two yeah. goals and suddenly they've got ten against them? Well, well yes, it, it went. It, it's like playing Samoa. <laughs> or being so, Samoa but with what, a lead. But didn't Real Madrid a couple of weeks ago beat someone 8-2? Yes. Yes. So uh, City shouldn't be too cocky about their run of goal-scoring <laughs> form at the moment. When you've got Real Madrid, 18 goals in three weeks. I don't know what they scored last week, but yeah, yeah. But apples uh, and apples, Carlos, mm-hmm. just quietly. Yeah, so that, that's that's probably been the biggest ones in in, in the in the world game um, that I can I can report to. to All right, present. thank you very much, Vinny Venezuela. There you go, just always a tiny morsel from Vinny. It just makes us feel good, doesn't mm. it? Um, what about uh, Marie Ala Madrid? Yes, yeah, she loves her Madrid. Uh, victory don't need a sugar daddy. Um, coming off the text messages here, um, <laughs> just in terms of your. Uh, your uh, German accent. I thought that was Colonel Clink. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry for my lack of football knowledge, but if Manchester City wanted Aaron Moy, would there still be a transfer fee considering it's the same company that owns both clubs? That's Dave and Ascot Vale. It I would think... be an internal entry. Yeah, yeah, an intercompany <laughs> transfer, yeah. Carlos. Uh, it'd be, uh, what they call it, say... Um... It'd be on the books, though. Yeah, of course. It's one of those sort of in and be. out things. In and out. <laughs> a general journal. That's mm. what it would be. <laughs> a debit uh, credit. A de- yeah, just in and out. Thank you very much. Uh, Daniel, uh, we really appreciate you call it, calling in. Have a happy New Year yourself, and um, we appreciate you, know, you calling in. Um, all the best to you uh, in 2016 as well. That's Daniel in Thomastown. Hi, lads. Also heard uh, Pepe in uh, for Man City with Pellegrini heading to United, but who's going to manage the mighty Swansea City? Um, there's uh, Keith uh, saying, mm. who's going to manage the mighty Swansea City? Who knows? Uh, we'll ask. My, my they shouldn't have got rid of Gary Monk, but anyway. There you go. When your but, time's uh, up, your time's up. Hey, let's take a break now because uh, we have Mike McGrath coming up from the Sun very, very soon. So this is the Four Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football compels us primarily with its explosive choreography. 
Its terse blend of skill pirouetting on a field mined with danger. It's a game of action that must be seen to be enjoyed. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. Coming up after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite. Uh, and we'll make sure uh, from 12 to midnight, make sure you stick around for that. Um, boys, uh, Benny Jones is actually doing the uh, All Night Appetite tonight. Thanks for letting me know, boys, in the uh, background over there. Hey, um, next team should be in Geelong, named Victoria Whatever. They would get massive support. What do you think, boys? Is that, uh, yeah. is that something? We've talked a bit about that. Do you think... Uh, well, do you think Victoria's ready for another team just yet, given that uh, Melbourne... I Melbourne... think they are. Yep. I, I personally, I, they won't bring them in because there's a moratorium on um, on how many, you know, any any uh, expansion of the A-League for a couple of years, I think, I think 2018 or something they said. So it won't happen. And they're, obviously the media, this is where the, the, the New South Wales media is really pushing for that Sydney side mm. that in South Sydney. And you understand Sydney better than me, Warren, but certainly Geelong... Uh, mm. For me, is a no-brainer. I mean, the stadium there. I mean, even the game of football. It, it, I know it's an oval stadium, but even the game of football, the way they set that up, looks like a, a proper football stadium. Yep. And I think that's half mm. the battle too. And uh, I know Victory's played some games down there. And really, the amount of kids playing uh, down that part of Victoria, that part, you know, that uh, western part, especially down near the Surf Coast. Yep. That area there is huge. Yep. It's huge. Ah, oh, they do. Absolutely. So. Um, just checking Warren's mic. But, oh, uh, yes. See, I'm back uh, on. We got you. you no, go. they are, Jude. It'd, it'd be very, very interesting to see. But um, Cronulla will be the place where the Sydney team will come from. The southern the southern part of Sydney is the is where the team will come from as far as that's concerned. And then, obviously, yeah, I think it's got to be another Melbourne team because they're not going to look to North Queensland or Canberra or Tassie. And you wouldn't think that a second team in Brisbane, you wouldn't have thought so. And... Adelaide, no. Perth, no. So, really, you've only got the teams in Melbourne, I'd say. Okay, let's go to the UK now and catch up with our man who's got his finger on the pulse. It's Mike McGrath from The Sun. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the Diego's. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi, guys. You're sounding a lot, uh, you sound a lot fresher today. You've got Rodrigo, Vinny, uh, Warren and Carlos say, look, where do we start? Gee, there's a lot going on over there. It's, um, you know, heading into Christmas, of course. And um, but let's let's first start, because last week we talked about, um, you know, Jose Mourinho, who, you know, he'd lost the dressing room. But, uh, boy, the, the fans really gave it to some of those players um, when Chelsea had their win <laughs> on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, and that's where I was. Was this really strange atmosphere? Because um, it wasn't as we thought it might be, kind of a poisonous atmosphere towards Abramovich, maybe. But it turned out um, that there's a lot of support for Jose and a lot of jeering and booing at, at Fabregas and Diego Costa in particular. Eden Hazard probably would have got it as well if it wasn't for the fact that he was injured. Uh, so the, they were quite clear with where they thought the blame lied for um, for Jose Mourinho going and it's kind of it was the first stage of what has been a very very hectic week Mike it's Carlos do you think it was justified for the fans to single those guys out I mean I'm not saying it wasn't justified but it, was there any evidence that you'd seen as an objective observer that those guys weren't probably pulling their weight under Jose well it it certainly, that was their opinion, and I probably would agree with the fact that their form was terrible. I, you know, I can't say 
for sure whether they were trying hard enough, but certainly the the dramatic fall uh, from in in form, the dip in form has been there for everybody to see. Costa, in my opinion, still looks a few pounds overweight, to be honest, compared to what he was a year ago. And I think he said it himself that he's that he wasn't fit at the start of the season. Um, Fabregas has been awful in in the calendar year, uh, so I can see where they're coming from. And on the flip side, they gave William a, you know, an absolutely massive cheer because they acknowledge the fact that there is one guy who keeps running every week, regardless of the score, and um, he's been definitely putting a shift in. Mike, I've got a stat for you. Everton, Liverpool, Manchester United, Man City, it's the first time they've lost in the Premier League since 2001, which is quite amazing if you think about But it does show you the nature of this Premier League what, season. lost on the same Lost on round. the same weekend, first okay. time in 15 years yeah. that they've lost in the first game. But Pep Guardiola, where's he sit with all this? Because not only have you got Jose Mourinho who's being sacked, but you've got Louis van Gaal who, look... If you take the jungle jungle drums, he's gone as well, maybe even before Christmas. How's it all going to play out with um, with Pellegrini too at Man City, pretty much accepting that he's dead man walking? How You can't have one guy managing three teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to have his... He's going to have his pick, really, because as we understand it, the, you know the link there between City and Pep is very strong. He speaks to uh, Cheeky Bostein, the uh, sporting director, regularly because they're friends. Same with uh, Ferran Soriano, uh, you know, it's a chief exec of the, of the company. So that that link is there. That's where I would expect him to go. But for the last week, has put. Uh, a few different, uh, a few different, uh, a bit different spin on things because, you know, we're hearing over here that Abramovich will say to Guardiola, you know, whatever you like, you can, you know, we're going to give it to you if you come to Chelsea uh, at the end of the season when Hiddink's uh, contract is up. And also a little, another spin to that is the fact that Pep and Manchester United are, uh, it, it's a club that he admires greatly as well, and and all the time. Look, uh, yeah, on the there. I would, um, I would, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd go for City, but there could be a few twists and turns. And, and I think ultimately, what an amazing position for um, Pep to be in that he can choose wherever he wants to go. Uh, Mike Vinny here. Look, with with Jose as well. At the moment, it, it's very awkward because Van Gaal is under the pump, but they're already talking about replacing him with someone. And, and you know, the the loss on the weekend certainly hurt him and, and he's taken a few body blows there. But is it likely that Jose will stay in the EPL given just the, the, the bad blood that's happened thus far? Yeah, I, I think he will. He We spoke to him last season when um, he said that Spurs approached him straight after he was sacked first time round uh, over 10 years ago. Uh, sorry, um uh, about seven or eight years ago. But um, he had a clause in his contract then to say that he couldn't join another Premier League team. And this time around, we don't believe that there is that same clause in there. And you add to the fact that he has kind of said, I, you know, I'm, I, I like the Premier League, I like, like it here, and he would join another team. And then on Saturday, he, he released a statement saying, I'm living in London now. I'm not having a sabbatical like Pep or uh, Klopp did. I want to get back into it. So it, it points, you know, if it's not going to be Real Madrid um, with Rafa looking 
um, you know, less secure, um, then we, we definitely think that he will be um, he'll be staying in England and taking one of the big jobs over here sooner rather than later. Mike, with Pep, obviously money is not a not an issue with these guys. I mean, they're, they're you know many many generations wealthy, you know, by way of millions of dollars. So I don't think you know the the extra ten million or, or five million should really count for these guys. So if that's the case, what would Pep be wanting from a Man City or a Man United or um, any other club that might be you know look yeah. like a Chelsea? What would he be looking at that club? Uh, to do for him to choose that club over one of the others? Well, there there are plenty of factors, some that you might not think um, automatically about. You you may have it in Australia with Melbourne and Sydney rivalry. And over here, London is an absolutely massive draw. Um, They said that, you know, uh, Alexis Sanchez, why did he go to Arsenal instead of, say, Liverpool? It was, it was apparently he was really drawn to to London because people like to live here um, in in the capital and culturally it's you know very rich. So London is a draw um, for managers and players. I think with Pep, a big thing will be the will be the structure of the club as well. Um, you know, on on the pitch, and I think that's where Chelsea could persuade him. They they have developed some really good youngsters in the last few years, their policy is to basically to make a few quid with them. They've sold Lukaku for big money and there are other little ones as well. Um, if they could tell him that, you know, the, these players are for you, not not to make money, that could be a persuading factor. Um, and City at the moment, they have that structure. They're snapping up all the young talent and that should be coming through when the next manager gets his feet under the table in the next couple of years. So Pep could be overseeing, you know, a really fantastic club, you know, whether it is Chelsea or Man City. Now, Mike, um, Claudio Ranieri is just still looking for 40 points just to make Leicester City (laughs) safe. And look, it's interesting, you know, it's a gift that does keep on giving because their football, beyond the individuals in their team, the football continues to do the talking. I mean, they go to a difficult place like Goodison Park and actually do, you know, pretty much comprehensively, you know, beat Everton after doing what they did to Chelsea. Now, they go to Liverpool this week, and I think everyone in the world's expecting when are they going to lose, and then will they lose a number? What's your feeling in terms of watching them over there and probably seeing them and and the way that they're playing? This is real in terms of a, a genuine title challenge, is it not? I, I'm still in that kind of, or, yeah, I'd say, cynical camp that says that they're not going to win it. And I don't, I don't know. It's just history that that kind of tells you that. But uh, I would love it if they, you know, if they did stay up there, and if they have a good January and just strengthen here and there. I think it could be on. I, I do still think it's a long shot for them to win, but I, I still believe that they will be a top four team. And Leicester in the Champions League is an amazing story and is, is well worthy of Ranieri being coach of the year um, when, you know, at the start of it, we were thinking that he'd be first to be sacked. So I still don't doubt it. It's going to take a little bit more persuading for me to think they'll say top, but it's still a you know, fantastic year for them. 
Hey, Mike, uh, we'll have to leave it there, but you've got a busy uh, busy time coming up, haven't you? Where, where are you off this weekend? Well, it's uh, obviously a full program on, on Boxing Day, um, and I'm at the first game of the Christmas period, which is Stoke v Man U. So we're all kind of on 10 turks waiting to see if Louis van Gaal, well, first of all, if he's there and... Uh, if he is there, if he, he doesn't go the next couple of days, uh, you know, waiting to see what will happen if they lose that one. Well, enjoy it, Mike. And on behalf of the Diegos mm. and all of our listeners, Merry Christmas to you, and um, we hope you have a fantastic day with your loved ones. Cheers, guys. Mike, Merry are you Christmas. are you cooking tomorrow for Christmas Day? You you no, doing the cooking? I, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I think my mum loves that um, job too much. You know, so I wouldn't take that away from her. <laughs> you're a good son. Yeah, you're a good son. There's Mike McGrath. Thanks for joining us, Mike, from The Sun in the UK. Um, always good uh, having a chat to Mike. Let's take a break now and come back with a little more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Class is when they run you out of town to look like you're leading a parade. This has been a profound coaching moment by the four Diego's. Listen, coming up after Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with uh, Benny Jones. Um, boys, uh, it's been a big show. Thanks for your calls as well tonight. Thanks for your text messages. There's a big game, the game of the week. Uh, Warren, we'll go to you. Is Brisbane Raw and Melbourne City. Uh, how do you feel about this one at Brisbane? Draw. Draw. Happy with a draw. So so we've got, uh, you've got 30 seconds or so. Carlos, what do you think? Um, uh, it'd be really interesting. I think there's a little bit of spite in this one because John Aloisi said they play anti-football. So uh, let's see whether City want to turn on some champagne football. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say City are on a roll. They're going to win 2-1. Yeah, that's happening on Sunday the 27th and uh, Melbourne victory take on Perth Glory uh, also. They'll um, win. At that's going to be a massacre. 8-0. Hey, on behalf of the Four Diego's, yeah. a very Merry Christmas to all of you, and thanks for love, listening love. us uh, throughout what, the year. A lot of love, a lot of love, love to you. Yes. Um, we're back next week, actually, so mm. we'll say Happy New Year then. But have a great Christmas. So remember, Cutalosh. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We're, we're over there. there. Wherever you Samba Rumba and La Bamba, we're, we're over there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we're, we're over there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we're, we're over there. there. We are the Four Diego's. Olé. Olé.